We are learning Daf Mem Zayin. We're starting from the Mishnah right at the top of the Amid. So the Mishnah tells us, Mishnah Nizuk Achav Alav Echam and Adamim. A Nazir, he's at the conclusion of his term, and the Karbanos are being brought for him. And the blood from one of the Karbanos was thrown on the Mizbech. So we have one for three at that point. Nitma, and then after that point, he becomes Tame. Tame Mez. So we learn just to remember what, what, we, what, what we spoke about. When the prohibitions of the Naziris, of the term of the Naziris, are lifted. According to the Rabbana, it's lifted as soon as one of the Karbanas are offered. And according to Rabbi Leazar, no, it's, that's still too early. Until he shaves, maybe at Tanufa, then it's still, um, he still has the prohibitions of Naziris. Now, where this is making a big, uh, a big ramification is because if he's becoming Tameh, what's the halacha when a person becomes Tameh? So you, you forfeit days. So normally, just to recap what we've learned, normally the basic premise that when you become Tommy during the term of Naziris, you have to go back to day one. Uh, that's generally the halacha. So here a person has become Tommy after one carbon is brought, and the question is how that, how that impacts him. How does that impact what's done? Now clearly he's going to have to just practically you know, be, 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 become pure to bring the other carbonos, but the question is, is the carbon that he already brought is that one ruined? And does he have to go back to day one? These are all kind of the questions in front of us. So let's see. Rabbi Lezer Omer, so sir, so Rabbi Lezer says he loses everything. And we could kind of understand that. Why does he lose everything? According to Rabbi Lezer, the Surim from the Nazar are not lifted but just because one carbon are brought. So when he becomes Tameh, he forfeits it all. And becomes tar. So basically, the idea is he becomes pure, he's got a seven day thing, and then he brings the rest of the Kabbalahs. But the point is, the main point is that the carbon whose blood already hit the Mizbech is still valid because according to the Chachamim, the Nazir's prohibitions are lifted right after the blood hits the Mizbech of one. So therefore, there was no din of Tumah being bad. He, he, there was no din that his Tumah that his tumah that he encountered afterwards is not going to apostle up his naziris in any way. Okay, so he needs purity to bring the other kabbanos, but the carbon which he brought is fine. So Amrlo the Chachamah bring a story, they prove it. Amrlo they tell Rabbi Lazar, Maisa ben Miriam hatermudis. There was a story with Miriam the Tumudi. She was a nazirah. She was a Adam. In the cases of blood of one of her kabbanos was thrown in mizbech. Uvo they came for Amrlo albita. They told her about her daughter that she was very much in danger. In danger meaning she was going to die. So she went to see her daughter. She found that her daughter had died and become Tameh from the dead body. And she became Tameh as well, we have to understand. In other words, she's Mamish this case. She's in his ears becoming Tameh here from her relative after the blood of one of the Karbanas had been thrown on the Mizbeth. So what did the Chachamim tell her? She should purify herself and bring the rest of the Karbanas. Meaning, they did not say that the carbon which she brought is invalidated and she's forfeiting days. Rather, they said that she just has to have be purity and bring the rest of the Karbanas. So it's an anecdotal proof to the position of the Chachamim. Okay, so the, our, our assumption here, Badas Rabbi Lezer and the Chachamim, is very straightforward. According to Rabbi Lezer, since the term of the years keeps going, even after one carbon is brought, till the shaving is done, therefore the Tumah is in the middle of term, and therefore it forfeits, and it invalidates what happened before. As according to Rabbanon, as soon as one of the plots has been thrown, the, the Zir's term is that all these serum have been lifted, even before you brought all the other carbonos, so the Tumah does not disqualify. So the Gemara starts with an analysis of the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Kitani, it says in the Mishnah of Lazar Amar Sosar Sakol, that he forfeits everything when he's becoming Tame now after the blood of one carbon at the Mizbeach, he loses the whole term of Mizir's Pasha, so it means he go back to day one. Fred, the Gemara of Amar Lazar, Lazar says, Shiva Sosar, that any Tumah that happens once the term has been complete, you only lose to seven days. So let's understand what is this opinion of Rabbi Lazar back from Dafya Dalit. That after a person, let's say, is normal in his ears, is 30 days. So after the 30 days have been complete, if then Tumah happens before you've completed the ritual, 
of bringing the carbonos and the shaving. Yes, it's true that it's going to impact, but not more than seven days. You don't lose more than seven days. Toma within the 30 days, you go back to day one. Toma after the 30 days, even though it's before the person cleaned up and performed the ritual, Allah is that he's only going to have to do um, another uh, another seven days. That's just Tom and other Shita from Rabbi Eliezer. So what the Gemara is asking is, granted that Rabbi Eliezer is saying that the din of the din, the din of of the of, of the Yisrael Nazar are still in play, even though the blood from one carbon has been thrown, but it still shouldn't cause total forfeiture. It shouldn't cause them to go back to day one. Why are we saying he destroys everything? So the Gemara answers, you're right. I'm a Rav Meister, so I'm to come Rav Lazar. What did Rav Lazar mean? You'd lose everything. So it's a carbon It means you lost any carbon. The point is that since the Isser Nazar was still in effect. So it turns out that the tumma that you had makes that you were ineligible to bring your carbon today. That's the key that we're saying. The first carbon that you brought, even though in the moment you brought it, you were still tar, but the, 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 when, when you subsequently became tame, it turns out that basically we say that um, the, the first carbon couldn't contribute to the lifting of all these Surah Nazar because it turns out that there was a tumma so saris. Now it's not so saris all about the day one. It's only so for seven days, but you lose the first carbon. That's the whole machlokas rebelazin the rabbanon. The machlokas rebelazin the rabbanon here is is the tumah that's caused here going to make him lose the first carbon that was brought. According to the chachamim, that after the first carbon hits the mizbeach, these surim of nazar are lifted, so the disqual- there's no disqualification from tumah. So just as practical, he'll wait seven days and bring the rest of the carbonos. But the carbon which he brought is valid. According to Rebelazer, no, he forfeits that carbon. He loses that carbon because it turns out that the surim of nazar was still in play. He became tamei. He passed up his first carbon. He's going to have to wait seven days and re-bring all the karbanas. This says the Gemara, it's reasonable like this. They bring the rest of karbanas in purity. That the question was not a question of days, but rather a question of the karbanas. And we similarly bring a support from the Mishnah. When the Mishnah brought the proof from Miriam, Hatamudis, and Zira, who had one of the blood of the sacrifices hit them, and they told her about her daughter, that she was in danger of dying. So she went and found her daughter dead. She contracted them up in the courts. What did the Chacham say? Bring the rest of the Karbanos. Meaning the Chachamim, the, the, our, our proof is, the Chachamim aren't emphasizing how many days you lose. The Chachamim are emphasizing just the Karbanos. Shema minah, that Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon are on the same page about the time. What they're not on the same page about is the Karbanos. So Rabbi Eliezer, even though he's saying that the Surim of the Nazar still apply, you're not going to lose more than seven days because Taka, there's, the, there's a new sheet of Rabbi Eliezer back from Dafi Dalit that any encounter with Tomah the melos after the time of the term is completed, so so you're not supposed to more than seven days. That's true, and that that is going to be the truth. But 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 nonetheless, the nafkimina rebelazer and the rabbanon, according to rebelazer, you swim rebelazer is still in place, and the first carbon that you brought is invalid, disqualified. So at the end of the at the end of the week of Tahar, then what's going to happen is the person is going to have to um, rebring that first carbon that they brought. As according to the Rabbana, no. As soon as that first carbon was brought, the Surim of Nazar were lifted. The Tumah has no impact. We just have to make sure he's pure and he'll bring the rest of the Karbanas. Now we start the next parak. The next parak is known to be, a, it's not so much that it's going to be difficult as much as that it's known to delve into matters of Tumah and Tahar. It's like a whole parak dedicated many halachos related to Mesechus Oolos. Mesechus Oolos discusses the way that dead human bodies give over Toma in an Oel. And that's very important because for a Nazir, the answer isn't to become Tame, but to become Tame Mace. So we have Magan Masa touching and carrying up that body, more of a direct forms of, of contact with Toma. And then there's Toma Loyava. The Toma of Loyava that the Torah says is to come into the same tent under the same Oel where the Mace is, which is also a way you become Tame for seven days, Vachule, and our parak is going to delve all into those halachos. So here today, we begin with a general rule. 
a Kohen Gadol and a Nazar cannot become Tamei. And the Torah specifies even as for their relatives. So meaning a regular Kohen who has the Isra to become Tamei, the Torah says he's allowed to become it for the seven relatives. We're familiar you know, with the parents and the siblings and the wife and the daughter, son and daughter. But however, the, the Kohen Gadol, the Pasuk says, no, he's a special higher level of Kedusha. Kohen Gadol cannot become Tamei even for the seven relatives. The same thing applies to a Nazar. A Nazar's Kedusha that he cannot become Tamei Meis is even for the relatives. Avol, however, Metamei the Meis Mitzvah. They could become Tamei for a Meis Mitzvah. Meis Mitzvah is the highest level. Meis Mitzvah is when there's an unattended corpse and no one else is burying it. There's no one else to call for do it. Then even the Kohen Gadol, the Nazar, can bury it. Says the Mishnah, fascinating predicament. What happens if it's a Kohen Gadol and a Nazar are traveling together and they find a Meis Mitzvah? And now, certainly one of the two has to become Tamei, but the question is, which one? So we have to make a choice. Is it just a toss-up? No, we have to make a shikl. Between the Kohen Gadol and the Nazar, which one is holier? Which one is a holier sort of Kedusha that should not be lost by them becoming Tamei? So which, what do we say? And again, if they would each be, this is important, if they would each be alone, they, the right thing for them to do would become Tamei. Right? That's what we just said. Nazar and Kohen Gadol become Tamei. The question is, since they're together, the predicament is, how do we decide between the two? So Rabbi Leazar, Omer, Yitamei, Kohen Gadol, Yitamei, Nazar. Rabbi the Kohen Gadol become Tamei and not the Nazar. He holds... He holds that the Nazar is the higher Kedusha. V'achama Omerim, the opposite. Yitami Nazar, Yitami Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, Yitami Nazar, Yitami Nazar, Yitami Kohen We say that the Nazir should be the one to become Tami, but even a regular Kohen should not be the one to become Tami. So let's just understand. The Chomim are saying much more extreme. They're saying the Nazir has less Kedusha. Even if there would be a Kohen Hedjo to become Kami to relatives. Nazar can't become Tami to relatives. So you would say for sure, like that means the Nazar is a high level of Kedusha. The Chomim is saying, no, no, no. A Nazar has much less Kedusha than you think. So it's always better for a Nazar to become Tami than even a Kohen Hedjo and certainly a Kohen Gadol. So what's this dispute? Who has a higher Kedusha, the Nazar or Kohen? So the, Gemara, the Mishnah analyzes. What do you mean? Clearly, a Nazar has more Kedusha. Why? What happens when a Nazar becomes Tami? He has to bring carbonos. The Torah says before he restarts his count, he needs to bring special carbonos for becoming Tameh. A Kohen doesn't do that. A Kohen is an Isser to become Tameh. But if he does become Tameh, there's no carbonos that he has to bring. So clearly, what do we see? That a Kohen is less Kedusha. He doesn't have to bring carbonos for his Tameh. The Nazar should not become Tameh. He may become Tameh. So he has to bring carbonos for his Tameh. No, just the opposite. The Nazar should become Tameh because Kedusha is not permanent. It's not defining. A Nazar is not un-Nazir. A Nazir temporarily has, has the Yisurim. Aitame Koyin, but the Koyin should not become Tame. She Kedusha, so Kedusha is Olam. His Kedusha is eternal and permanent. So if he becomes Tame, he starts? No, I mean, he'll purify himself and then and then he'll be back on. But the point is, when I'm judging like who's a holier, whose holiness is greater, so it's a Svara that the Koyin's holiness is, is greater because it's, 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 it's more um, identifying of who he is. It's forever, it's eternal. Whereas the Nazar, it's temporary. So therefore, the temporary person, even when it's in his term, better for him to become Tameh than it is for the coin. So a fascinating toss So bottom line is, is that the Chachamim are suggesting that it's always the Nazar who should become Tameh, even if it's him or a coin. Whereas according to, according to Rabbi Leazar, we say no. We always say that the, that the, that the uh, Nazar should be the last one to become Tameh. All right, so now we get into a bunch of different cases here, comparing and contrasting. The case, the scenario we just discussed. Kohen Gadol Nazir was very clear. That was the Mishnah said. It's That's clear. What about a Meshuach B'Shem and a Mishra? Let's say you have one Kohen Gadol who was anointed with the special anointing oil, just to give us a little background. It's Ramesh Parshas Kisisa, Gavaldi. 
the, the special anointing oil that Moshe Rabbeinu made it was made only once in Jewish history, and it was used to anoint to be Mekadesh, Kohanim Gedolim, to be Mekadesh, Kalim in the base of, in the Mishkan, to be Mekadesh, Malachim. It did different things. But bottom line is, is that the Kohen Gadol who was in, inaugurated with the Shemin HaMishka is a higher level. The Shemin HaMishka was hidden by King Yoshia towards the end of the first base of Mikdash. Throughout the entire second base of Mikdash, they just, they just the Kohen Gadol were just Meruba Begadim. Meruba Begadim means that they just put on the special clothes of the Kohen Gadol, but they're not inaugurated with the special oil. The oil was lost. You can't make another batch. It's not like that. So, so they have Kedusha of Kohen Gadol, but they're not on the same level. It's not on the same level as, as a Meshuach. The Nafkimina, Mishnah says in, in Horios, is whether or not you can bring a special carbon as a special sin offering. The Kohen Gadol sins, he doesn't bring a regular chatas, he brings a, a very unique um, chatas, but that's only if he's a Shemin HaMeshkha, not if he's just a Merubah God. So what happens? Meshuach with Shemin HaMeshkha, if you have one Kohen Gadol who, who was anointed, top of base, Merubah God, and another Kohen Gadol who only put on the additional clothing, and they're walking on the road together, and obviously the Kedusha of the one who is Meshuach with the Shem and is a greater amount of Kedusha and therefore he should not become Tameh. Rather, we would say that the, the other one, the Rubagadim should become Tameh. He brings the special carbon if he, if he makes a mistake, even if he says, So therefore we see that the Kedusha of the Shem and is greater. Okay, that's clear. Says the Gemara, Meshuach Shavar. But let's say that it was a retired Kohen Gadol. He was Nimshach. He was inaugurated. He was appointed with the oil. But now he's, he passed already from office. He's presently at, out of office. Now I have the one who's currently Kohen Gadol, that he was only inaugurated with the clothing. So now it's interesting because the inauguration of we just saw before makes you holier. On the other hand, though, here it's getting more complicated because the Rubagadim in our scenario is the current Kohen Gadol versus the retired Kohen Gadol is the Meshuach Meshka. So we say, and just understand one thing, once you're a Kohen Gadol, very important, never lose your status. Even if you're retired and you're out of office and you're not serving, you're not doing the Avodah, but you still have Kedusha's Kohen Gadol. That's why it's an important question. So they're both Kohen Gadolim. The Meshuach Hashem and Meshka has a higher Kedusha. And the one currently Doing the avaydas a kohen gadol is the merubagadim. So we say merubagadim adiv. The kedusha of the merubagadim is greater. The merubagadim avad avodah because he's currently the one doing the avodah. He's not the one who is doing the avodah. So better that the retired one defile himself than the kohen gadol uh, who was not anointed who is currently doing the avodah. Okay. Now we rank between two kohen gadol who are retired. Other Mahmoud's career. If let's say I have one Kohen Gadol who's passed out of office because he saw Kerry, right? Let's say someone sees Kerry. So then the Allah is he's taught me again to the Avoda. So he's out of surface today. Okay? So he's 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 possibly there. Now again, even though he's Tommy Mahmoud's career, if he's still not allowed to become Tommy Mates, right? So he could either do it or other Mahmoud's Gufa. You have another Kohen Gadol, Mahmoud's Muma. You have another Kohen Gadol who is retired because he had a blemish. A certain blemish was developed, and now that defect will not allow him to do that Voda. So what's the halacha? Which between the two, Khan and Gadolim were out of service, which one should do it? The one who's out because of Kerry or the one who's out because of his mom? So Avramach was curious of Adif. The one who was passed, passed only because of the Kerry, he has greater amount of Kedusha and therefore he should not be the one to be become dominant. Why? He, the one who just saw the carry, he's fit to do that vote tomorrow, right? It's only temporary. He saw the Tumma today. Tomorrow he'll be back. He love our the one who passed because of his mom, he's not fit for Avoda. So therefore, we say that the blemish going although is greater, is pushed away in a stronger way, and therefore he should be the one to be to be to be to, vile, to, to defile himself for the mace mitzvah. 
Says the Gemari Bailu. How do we rank Meshuach Mochama? So let's understand what a Meshuach Mochama. If you look in Parsha Shoftim, there's a special Kohen, and he's inaugurated and sanctified for the following purpose. He's a Kohen, but he's sanctified to give the pep talk to the army. There's a whole thing. And he gives them the exemptions, and he's machazik them, and he speaks to their hearts, and they say, Shema Yisrael. There's a whole process over there. So you think of him as, you know, a great mashpia, a very effective leader in inspiring the army. So he's definitely a greater amount of Kedusha. But he's not, he's not a kohen, he's not a regular kohen gadol, right? So what happens if I have a Meshuach Mochama? So obviously, if I compare him to the kohen gadol, he's lower. But what if I compare him to the skan? The skan is the backup kohen gadol. He's got backup kohen gadol, especially before him Kippur, where it's very important that we have the kohen gadol in play. So there was a backup in case something happened. So let's say I have the backup or the Meshuach Muhammad. I mean, I of which one is great. Meshuach Muhammad, Muhammad. Do I say the one anointed for battle, he's greater because he's fit for the battle. In other words, everyone's, you know, think about how big of an impact he has. Everyone's lives and the army depends on this guy's pep talk, right? So it's a very, very important role that he fills. Maybe this Khan is a greater Kedusha because he's fit to go jump in and do that Voda. He's he's, his whole appointment is backup Kohen Gadol, like to do that Voda. So maybe he has greater Kedusha. So which one is different? So the backup Kohen Gadol, the Skan, or the Meshuach Muhammad? Says the Gemara Tashmah, the Tanya says in the Bride, there's no difference between the Kohen, which is Meshuach Muhammad, and the Skan. So it's interesting we say that there's, you know, there's, there, there's, um, there's no difference. I mean, there are differences. Like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see about this. Like, the Meshuach Muhammad really has um, restrictions to the Kohen Gadol. He's not allowed to become Tameh, even for relatives, uh, certain things like that. He can only marry Vesula, but he just isn't meant for that Voda. It's fascinating. Whereas the Skan, until he's actually, he's just a backup. Until the point that he's actually called into duty, he's not a Kohen Gadol. So just understand that concept. It's not simple. Right? The Meshuach Muhammad isn't just a Kohen who's, who's supposed to give a pep talk. He's, he's, he's like anointed and infused with Kedusha's Kohen, Kohen Gadol in order to do that role. But it's only for that role. He's not actually supposed to be called on to do that vote. This God, and that's why it's so complex, he could be called on at any moment to go do that vote to the Kohen Gadol. And then he would be Kohen Gadol. But in the moment, he doesn't have Kedusha's Kohen, Kohen Gadol, really. So it's so interesting. So who should become Dhamma? So we say in the Bryce, there's no difference. So the difference is that if they're walking and they find the corpse, we say that fascinatingly enough, the Meshuach Muhammad should be the one to become Dhamma, not this guy. Even though right now, the Meshuach Muhammad is really currently infused with Kedusha's Kohen Gadol, and this guy is not. But we still say the fact that the, the Skan can be called upon to do the Avodah in any second, and then he would step into being a Kohen Gadol, Gives him the greater kedusha, and therefore he should be the one to hold back from becoming dummy. For Acti Gemara, another Bryce says the, just the opposite. The Bryce, the Kohen, this Bryce is teaching us Mamash opposite that Meshuach Muhammad comes before his God. What does that mean? Pashat means he has greater kedusha. And what would that mean? He has greater kedusha, and the Pashat would mean if they're walking on the road and they find the dead body, this God should become dummy, not the Meshuach Muhammad. So Mamash the opposite of what we're saying. So the Gemara says, Amar Mazutra. You know what that price was talking about? Lachioso was talking about if let's say you have money. They're both very poor. And I have to decide which one of them I should keep alive. Which one of them should I give the charity to? Which one of them should I sustain? There, which one is bigger? The Meshuach Mochama. My time, what is the reason to Dalbi Rabbi? Because the masses depend on him. Of the Zundar Asfara. That since the Meshuach Mochama is impacting the Rabbim, 
many people's lives are depending on him. He's affecting the army. So he, he's a more important person to keep alive to sustain. When it comes to Toma, when it comes to finding the Mates Mitzvah and trying to figure out who should be quicker to become Tameh, this Gan has greater amount of importance because at any moment he could step into that vote. Why do, do we have such a position of Iskan for the Kohen Gadol. The answer is Shemir of Absul. If Absul, what happens? Some disqualification happens to the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur. This Iskan just enters and he serves in his place. So since he's potentially eligible to do that for Yom Kippur, so we say it's very important that he does not become Tommy. So both prices are correct. You just, they're an apple and an orange. Meshuah Muhammad versus Iskan. The Iskan currently is not a Kohen Gadol. He doesn't have those dinim. But at any moment, he can step into that vote of Kohen Galo. Something is, is happens. So, so some disqualification happens to Kohen Galo. Therefore, in regard to Tami's mitzvah, this God is the last person we want to become Tami. Mashiach, in regard to who we should sustain, who has priority in keeping alive, we say the Meshuach Muhammad has the priority to be kept alive. The masses are depending on it. Okay, incredible. Um, so now that we've gone through all that, all that hierarchy, hierarchy over here, the Gemara now will look into, the Gemara now will develop what is the sources that the Kohen Gadol and the Nazir be, do become Tommy for a Mace Mitzvah? But let's stop over here. For today, we've just done the introduction, the facts, and compared and contrasted whose Kedusha is greater or less.